it is so funny that the culture is pulling on things and saying things that have to do with faith and the Bible. It came from Jesus. All right? Watch this word. How many of y'all have heard in the culture manifestors and manifested? Anybody have heard this? I'm talking secular people. Right. They get that from the Bible. Somebody say amen. They get this concept from the Bible. And it's called faith. Now, I want to teach you something. So most of the time, religious people say, what faith are you? They're talking about denomination. Well, are you Episcopalian? Are you a Catholic? Are you a uh, whatever? Baptist? Are you a Methodist? What faith are you? Right? Or they may even mean what religion are you? Are you Islam? Are you whatever you are? Right? So, when the Bible says faith, that is not what it means. And many of you guys have been with us, and we are faith people. We preach faith. We preach prosperity. We preach healing. If you don't like that stuff, this probably not church for you. I don't understand why nobody would like to be healed and prosper. Somebody say Amen. What does Spock say all the time, Mom? Even on Star Trek, they say, "Live long and prosper." Something, right? Like everybody wants to prosper. You go to you go to um, you go to Chick Fil A. You go to Walgreens. You go to Kroger's. What did they tell you? Be cursed. Do they tell you be cursed when you leave? No. They say be be blessed. Even secular people know that it's it's good to be blessed. Somebody say Amen. Where did they get that from? The Bible. They didn't get that from Islam. They didn't get that from Buddhism. Somebody say amen. amen. Every time somebody say bless you or be blessed, they get that from the Bible. And so often, the people of the world are using the concepts of the Bible better than the Christians. You know, Jim Carrey said while he was a waiter, he wrote him a check for a million dollars himself. He wrote himself a check for a million dollars. And he didn't have no money. He was broke. Everybody say broke. But wrote himself a check for a million dollars. You think he was able to cash it one day? Of course he was. And, and, and the culture calls that manifesting now, right? That I can imagine something. I can see it. I can say it over and over. I can confess it. And then it, it comes to pass. Right? So I want to teach you something because in the church, the world is doing it. I was the first time I heard this concept was in the Super Bowl. Did uh didn't Dr. Dre do the Super Bowl this year? Was it this year or last year? That was last year? Who did it this year? Rihanna. Oh yeah, Rihanna. That was crazy. Wasn't she pregnant? Bro, she was like 10,000 feet up with nothing. That was crazy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> right? So anyway, but Dr. Dre was talking to, he was being interviewed, and basically I think the Super Bowl was in his city, but his team went to the Super Bowl, right? Didn't L.A. go to the Super Bowl or something? Yeah. 
Moses Durant. Okay, so he said we manifested that. Did you hear him say that? He said we manifested that. Because that's what we kept saying. And it happened. So that's what we're going to talk about today. How to manifest things in your life. Is that okay? And y'all, we've been talking about it. Faith. We've been talking about faith for a long time. And many of you guys that have been with us, your faith not working anymore. And we're going to help you understand why. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. So let's go to 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. And y'all, we're going to go slow. And it'll probably be a series. And we'll come back and hit it again. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says, For we walk by what? Faith. We walk by what? Faith. Everybody say faith one time. Faith. We walk by faith. and not by Translate it out, not according to our senses. Now, if you're going to be a person that you walk according to what you see, what you taste, what you hear, what you feel, what you smell, you won't get far in this thing called manifesting. You won't go far in faith because all you're going to do is keep it real and then keep it real stupid, right? I tell it like it is. Well, you need to tell it like you want it to be. Somebody say amen. amen. Mm -hmm. There's another scripture. Dom, it's not on our, on our notes, but let's go to James. I want to show you this before we get started. Hmm. Let's go to James. If I can get there. Chapter 1. And it says, mm, yes, verse 5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that give of liberty to all men, and upright of not, and it shall be given. But let him ask, this is verse 6, it's telling us how to pray, in faith, everybody say in faith. Nothing wavering, for he that wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and toss, verse 7. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord, verse 8. A double-minded man is what? Unstable in all his ways. So this, it won't happen for you if you're unstable, if you wishy-washy, if you one day in, one day out. All right? So what is faith? If you're writing, write this down. Number one, faith changes everything. Now this, this pushes on the concept that God is in control of everything. Let me slow down. Wait a minute, Pastor. God ain't in control of everything? No. God's, okay, let me ask you this. What color suit you got on? What color shirt you got on? Did God make you put that on today? Or did you put that on? So that means God's not in control of everything. Hello? Hello? Everybody touch your nose. Did God make you do that? Or did you just choose to do that? So God's not in control of everything, is he? Obviously he's not, right? 
I put on my brown suit today, and no, I mean, it was a stain on it. I couldn't wear it, so I had to put on my black suit. God didn't do that. Somebody say amen. amen. So the concept that God is in control of everything is a false concept. Here's another thing. If God's in control, then I got, I got a bone to pick with God because some little child got molested last night. And God was in control of that? No. God's not in control of children being molested. Hello? So, back to my first statement. If you operate in faith, things will not stay the same. It will be different. If you don't operate in faith, things won't change. So you're living in a universe, alternate or not, based on if you use faith or not. If you don't use faith, things happen this way. If you use faith, things happen this way. Somebody say amen. amen. There are people I know that are still alive because they use faith. They had cancer. This one lady had cancer in the fourth uh, stages. Anybody heard of John P. Key? The gospel singer? Right. His sister-in-law came to me. She was in the fourth stage of cancer. And we ministered to her. She was bleeding out her rectum, throwing up blood. They were making funeral arrangements. But she used her faith. Do you know that woman's still alive today? And that was almost 20 years ago? That's a good place to clap. Now, if she'd have died, we'd say God was in control and God plucked the flower. No, she had an opportunity to use her faith. Somebody say amen. And because she used her faith, she's still living. So if you use your faith, things change. If you don't use your faith, things go another way. It's not just whatever God wants. Here's another stupid statement people say to Jane. Well, everything happened for a reason. Right. <laughs> the reason I hit the telephone post, because I was on my phone. That was the reason. As if God did it somehow. I hit the telephone post because that's what God wanted me to do. No, if I wouldn't have been texting and driving like they told me not to, I wouldn't have hit the telephone post. Everything does happen for a reason, but it's not the fact that God is doing everything. Somebody say amen. amen. It's a good place to put one. So you're learning already. Those who didn't think you came to learn something, you're learning. So if you learn faith and learn to use faith, things will change. Black people, here we go. Waiting for my ship to come in. So we scratch in, we buy a lottery ticket. Y'all, your ship not coming in? Somebody say amen. Unless you use some what? You got to use some faith. Somebody say amen. Is this good for anybody? Are you learning already? Faith changes everything. If you operate in, in faith, your reality will be different than if you didn't. So that puts a lot of responsibility on hold. Everybody say me, 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 me. Everybody say me. People like to blame their failures in life whether they succeeded or failed on other people. If mama would have did this for me, if daddy would have did this for me, if the coach would have put me in instead of putting him in, if the coach would have let me get more tape, I would have got recruited. If this, that, and the third of somebody else. No, if you would have used your faith, things would have happened differently. Somebody say amen to that. Everybody say it's my fault. 
Yeah, your life. It is. Good or bad. Somebody say amen. Mm. So I, this is the problem, and we got, we got on this the other day. You're going to love this girl. My coworker, he listens, he, he watches all our messages. He listens. That's why AV team, that's why we need y'all to be right. Because we got people listening and watching. You're not in faith. I want y'all to hear this. Y'all ready with my uh, emoji? You're not in faith until, put the emoji up, please. Not that one. That one. You see the white mouth? You see the big eyes? Until you do something that make either you or somebody else do this, you're not in faith. So the beginning of this series that we're going to, I'm going to finish in about 10 minutes and then we're going to come back, back. It's called Risky Business. Everybody say Risky Business. Now the Bible faith is not risky. If you have the God kind of faith of the Bible, it's going to work every time. The riskiness is that your faith fluctuates. That sometimes your faith is stronger than others. Sometimes you think you're in faith and you just, fa it's fake news. You fake it. Somebody say amen. And I want to tell you, if you want to know how we became from broke to rich, it was a lot of situations like this. You want to know how we moved from the clubhouse to the school, back to the clubhouse, to the storefront, to the hotel, to this big campus? You want to know how? It was a lot of stuff like this. Somebody say amen. amen. And if you're not experiencing this, you're not in faith, Jasmine. Now, we can say we in faith. We can say we believe in God. We can say all kind of stuff. But if we're not willing to put it on the line, y'all, you're not in no faith. Let's go to the scripture. What is faith? Let's go to um, Mark, uh, I'm sorry. Let's go to Hebrews 11. Let's go to Hebrews 11. Now faith is the substance of things what? It is actually something. People don't believe faith is anything. But if faith is going to change your situation, it has to be something. It's something that you can't see. Nuclear power is powerful. You can't see it. The microwaves going through this building right now. You can't see it. FM signals going through here. You can't see it. Somebody say amen. amen. Cellular phone system. How many bars you got? Come on. Look at your phone. I got three. I got four. You can't see that stuff. Those waves are going through here. So it is something. Faith is something. And if you're not getting a signal, you can't call nobody, right? So we can't say, oh, signal ain't nothing because we can't see it. No, we know it's something. Because when we're getting a signal, our phone works a certain way versus when we're not getting a signal, right? Faith is the same way. Faith is something. Now faith is a substance. They ought to put it on the elemental table. Y'all remember the elemental table? Some of y'all failed chemistry like me three times. <laughs> What's AU? What's SI? Boy, you just got a degree. What's CL? 
See, I don't know. That'll put faith. That put, what's F-E? Oh, y'all know that one? That'll put this on the elemental table. Because faith is a substance. It is something. Somebody say amen. And I'm going to help you know whether you're in faith or not. It's the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not seen. When you manifest something, that means you had faith for it before it came. Somebody say amen. amen. There is no way we'd be in this building right now. We'd still be over there on wood floors in that storefront if somebody had had some faith. We had faith, y'all. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. Now here's how faith works. For those of y'all who don't know this, you need to learn this. Write this stuff down. This will change your life. Mark eleven twenty three. How do I make faith go? Mark eleven twenty three. This is Jesus. He just said in the twenty second verse. He said, learn how to have the faith of God, right? 23, he said, truly I say unto you, whosoever, everybody say, I'm a whosoever. whosoever. He's talking about anybody. That's why Dr. Drake can manifest stuff. I thought this was talking about the Bible, Christians. Did it say Christians or did it say whosoever? Yeah, anybody that'll do this right here, it's going to happen. He said, whosoever shall say, can you open your mouth and say something? Can you say amen? amen. People be out there in the world, some of y'all brought people to church, people be out there talking to mile of men, they come to church, they can't say nothing. Say hallelujah. Say praise God. You got to say something. Somebody say amen. amen. For verily I say to you, whosoever shall say, everybody say say Unto any, any obstacle, any problem, any situation, any mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. So we got James again, talked about double mind and double heart. You can't doubt in your heart, but believe those things which he what? Say it shall come to pass. What's going to happen? He's going to have whatever he said. Somebody say amen. But remember, we walk by what? And not by what? Exactly. And the title of this is what? Risky business. Now, when you step out in faith, y'all, it's risky. Not because God's not going to come true. It's because we don't know if your faith really working or not. Here's the definition of risk. Listen to this. To incur the chance of a fortunate or unfortunate consequence by engaging in an action. It's risky. It can turn out good or it can turn out bad. <laughs> Y'all ever seen them, them action movies and they on, a, they on a, a horse or something and they come to the cliff and they go, ooh. But then there's another mountain on the other side and the enemy's coming from behind. So what are we going to do? Either we're going to back up, run for it, and jump Oh, we're going to die right here. Of course, the action hero move, what they do? They back up. And now it's risky. Are they going to make it? Well, if it's called Mission Impossible, 
and it's Tom Cruise is in it, we know they're going to make it. Somebody say amen. If it's called Fast and Furious and Vin Diesel is driving the car, we know he's going to make it. Vin Diesel could, could jump a ramp and land on the moon in his movies. It don't matter. He's going to make it. Somebody say amen. But we know it's risky business, right? And when it's risky, put the emoji up. How do everybody feel? And look, they look just like that emoji we had up there, right here. We doing what? <laughs> See, the problem with y'all is y'all read the Bible stories like they Bible stories. Like that stuff didn't happen. Like these weren't real people. Somebody say amen. So there's several risks, and we're going to get into these, not today, but they're physical risk, they're psychological risk, they're socioeconomic risk, there's the loss of confidentiality. If I share this with you, if I just get real and open and vulnerable with you, are you going to put my business on Facebook? That's a risk. And then there's legal risk. Somebody say amen. Y'all, faith is risky. One of the greatest miracles in the Bible, the Red Sea crossing. And, you know, they have proof. Now, you can go on YouTube. They got proof that they did cross the Red Sea. The archaeologists who are not Christians dug up the proofs. How many of y'all seen this? Seen it? Okay. Go, you can go look at it. The Red Sea crossing. Did it really happen? It did happen. So these are real people just like you. Yeah? So somebody had to use some faith, yes? Let's go to Exodus chapter 14 and 10. Boy, this is going to be good right here. You're not in faith until the eyes get big, until the lips get white. You're not in faith, y'all. You can say, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing all you want to. Unless you're willing to step out on what you said. You believe. You're not in faith. You might be in fantasy. You might be in hope. You might be in all kinds of stuff. You're not in faith. I want to help you get in faith. Somebody say amen. Look at Exodus chapter, uh, uh, chapter, chapter 14, verse 10. Are we there? It say when, so they were going along, Pharaoh and freedom. And, and it said, but Pharaoh drew not. The children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. And they were sore, you know when the Bible says sore afraid? Y'all, they were shaking in their boots. Somebody say amen. Y'all know, um, y'all ever heard of the pins? When you get sore afraid, <laughs> Y'all know about the pins? Y'all never seen the pin commercial? Hello? When you get that, ain't none of y'all ever been so afraid that you needed some depends, right? Y'all, that's what kind of fear they're talking about right here. Because they were up against the mountain, Pharaoh is coming, and all that's before them is like 50 feet deep of seawater. So what are we going to do? Somebody say amen. So ain't no sense in that. How many of y'all ever seen the Prince of Egypt or 
or Ten Commandments or something. And these people on the movie, they just walking over, they strolling, they high-fiving each other. Y'all, that's not how it happened. These people was afraid. Some of them may have actually used it on themselves. Yo, when you get afraid, anybody ever been afraid? Yo, you get afraid, you up in a jam. Anybody ever say, I'm in a jam? Come on, somebody. Yo, they was in a jam. You know what a jam is? That means, man, ain't no way out of this right now. Hello? Watch what happens. They marched after them. But look at verse 21. They were afraid. Look at what Moses did. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord called the sea to go back. A strong wind from the east all night. So it took all night for, the, for, the, for, the, for it to split. Right? I know on Ten Commandments something, it looked like it split in one moment. The Bible says it took all night. And he used the east wind all night that made the sea and the land dry. Because once the sea opened up, the land still had to get dry. So the wind had to still blow. Somebody say amen. Are you learning something tonight? Today. And the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground. And the waters were a wall unto them unto the right and unto the left. Anybody ever see deep sea creatures? So on the right and on the left, it's swimming the, the big whale. What's, what's the biggest whale called? The blue whale. The blue whale is swimming on the wall when I'm walking over. Jaws is swimming on this wall. They can't come out because they're bound by water. Now, y'all, can you put the emoji back up there? Y'all, do you understand? It was people walking across. And Moses said, okay, it's dry. Y'all going across. Who going across first? I'm talking risk management people. Like people that be thinking, some of y'all be thinking, like, hey, what, 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 we, what we doing? What we, what we doing? We walking across. Look at what God is doing. He opened up the sea. How we know the sea going to stay open? Come on, y'all. You don't think nobody was thinking that? What if we get in the middle of the I got my babies. Come on, somebody. I got my grandma. We get in the middle of the and this thing closed back up. It's risky business to walk by faith. Yo, them people wasn't skipping through the Red Sea. Bro, I'd have been walking through that like this. Like, hurry up. Come on, come on. Hurry up. Good, good, come on. Jonathan, get out the way, bro. Come on. <laughs> Y'all, you not in faith till you got the white mouth and the big eyes. That's faith. And faith is going to produce results. Pastor, how did you go from the storefront to here? Because during COVID, everybody called me, called the pastor. They called the pastor, bro. They kept calling me. Hey, pastor, what are we doing? What are we doing tomorrow? You know, the man said, 
governor say, the president say, hey man, we have a church. What? You mean online, right, Pastor? Bro, we've been having church online. What you mean? We coming to church. You talking about to the building? How many of y'all got like that? How many of y'all relatives got like that? Y'all doing what? Your pastor doing what? Our church been closed for two months. Our church been closed for six months. Our church been closed for a year. And y'all, that's risky. Because what if you do have church service? And what if somebody do get COVID? And what if somebody do die? Because you had church service. And they got COVID at your church service. And then they died. Is that a risk? That's a legal risk. <laughs> Y'all, this is what I'm trying to say. This is what it takes to walk in some faith. But I got with God. Come on, somebody. And I got in the Word. Come on, somebody. And Psalms 91. Come on, somebody. And we kept proclaiming the Word of God. And we, we said, hey, no, no, no. Ain't nobody going to die. Come on, somebody. I can't, I can't taste. I can't, I can't smell. Okay. We, we take authority over that in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. But by your stripes we heal. We didn't have one member die. Come on, somebody. We closed our church for two weeks during COVID. And we kept on coming. And that was risky. That was risky business. <laughs> and some of your family said, what the F? What the what? Y'all still what? Your pastor crazy. No, your pastor's full of faith. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. And we took the risk. Come on, somebody. And we came out all right. And we raised $400,000. And we got our new building. Because we stepped out. No, faith is risky business, y'all. And if you, you can say, confess all that stuff you want to, are, what are you doing? Are you stepping out on what you say you believe? Now, we're not talking about impulsivity. Because some of y'all be like, see, babe, I told you. Let's go get the Maybach today. And you got Volkswagen money. But I'm going to tell you. True faith is risky. Walking in it. I remember my, my wife, I close with this. She was pregnant with our first son over here. How many months did you start having preterm? Preterm labor is six months. Called me out of my job. My wife is like, did you go in the ambulance or something? <laughs> they had to rush to the hospital. Preterm contractions. Said she was going. She's going to have the baby. And we went over there. We prayed. We said no. She's not having the baby. We had already agreed that that baby was going to come full term. So we got in there, and they showed us on the monitor. These are the contractions. And you know, 
when they show you the monitor, you can have little contraction, and you can have them big ones that go up like that. She was having the big ones. And they was like three to five minutes apart in six months. So they told her, they said, if you take this medicine, I think it was called breathing, I still remember it. You take this medicine, and uh, it's going to help you not to go into preterm labor, possibly. No guarantee on that. And uh, you got to be on bed rest for the rest. And we can put a monitor in your house and this and that and that. And we say, nah, we believe in God. So she, took, she got the prescription. I said, baby, do whatever you want. I said, you know, is you going through this? And she, she took that medicine mate one day. Because the first thing she asked him, she said, will it affect the baby? You know what they do? Do doctors lie? All the time. All the time. Amen. And they did not, YouTube, I'm not, I didn't say they lied to us about the vaccine. They told us the truth. Sure they did. Because, you know, YouTube would turn you off. They turned us off for two weeks for talking about the vaccine. Vaccine was great. So they lied to her and said, no, won't affect the baby. And she could feel the baby fibrillating in her stomach, moving around. So she went back the next day. She said, I'm not taking this. Threw the medicine up. She said, well, are we not taking it? Why are you not taking the medicine? You, you're going to have the baby. No, no, we're not. Me and my husband agree. The baby's not coming. The baby's healthy. All the doctors and the nurses looking like this. What? What? You know your baby could die? And here they go, the doctor people. Start bringing us different people telling us hard stories about how the baby died. We had somebody in here say he's believing God and the baby died and almost killed the, the woman, right? Kept telling us, kept telling us. You're going to do what? You're not going to take the medicine? You're going to do what? She said, no. Then she said, not only that, my due date is the 13th. I want the baby to come on Valentine's Day. Baby gonna come on the 14th. Whosoever shall say, shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things that he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. Now she stepped out, y'all. But here's the risk. What is she wrong? What if the baby die? What if the baby come early? What if the baby has some kind of deformity? Because the baby came early. What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Let him ask in faith, nothing waver. For he that waver is like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man, that woman, think they'll receive anything. She didn't waver. I didn't waver. You know what happened? He was born on February the 14th. She was born on February the 14th, five years later. We declared and decreed what we wanted, and it happened because faith is risky business, but I'm willing to step out on faith and take the risk because the rewards of walking in faith. Come on, somebody. Far beast keeping it safe and playing it safe and walking by my senses. Is there anybody that wants something beyond what you can see? Is there anybody in here that wants God to do something beyond what you can taste, feel, and see? You got to 
step out on faith. Your lady in the back, a couple of weeks ago, she said, I'm giving it all. What? You gonna do what? I'm giving all my money. What? She put it all in on the offer. And the next day, God came through in a big way. Somebody say amen. amen. Are you willing? Are you willing? To step, it's stepping out. It's not playing it safe. Somebody say amen. amen. Baby, we give him $50,000. $50,000. Baby, I thought we was using that for the down payment. No, we're going to give it because we need God to do something. What are we doing, baby? Y'all done stepped out on faith sometimes. And my wife said, I'm with you, but you better know what you're doing. Somebody say amen. Hello? Go to the other emoji. Some of y'all. You can't even get that. But can you do something that even make people th like go, wow, that's curious. Can you at least do that? You like people so much. You want their acceptance so much that you can't walk in faith. You got to talk to your mama, your sisters, and all them and see what they think, and see what they think, and what do you think about it, what you think about it, what you think about it. Y'all, man, why don't you just take the word of God and do what the word of God say and let them catch you later. Because Sister Nellie, they always amazed when it work out, aren't they? They always amazed at what God does. God did this for you, wow. Here they go, wow, wow, wow. Don't you want people saying, wow. Don't you want them come to your house and go, wow. Don't you want them to look at your car and say, wow. Don't you, come on somebody. Everybody say, wow. Well, you don't get to wow unless you get through this. You know, after they walked over on the dry land, on the Red Sea, Pharaoh came. And the sea closed back up. And then they started shouting. They weren't shouting, walking through. <laughs> They're trying to see how this thing going to turn out. Y'all, we lost everything in Hurricane Harvey. And right before Harvey, we had been turned down on our dream house on the lake. God said, go back and get it. So we had lost four or $5,000 earnest money on that house. Now, I know $5,000 might not be a lot to you, but that's a lot of money to me. God said, go back and get it. So then I had to put another four or $5,000 down earnest money. Now, psychological risk. Dwayne, if I lose $4,000 more on the same house, and me and my wife and children, we still in the hotel, I'm going to look like a doggone fool. On the same house? So that means I done lost $10,000. I better know what I'm doing, yo. I better know I heard from God. That's why I stay on the men so bad. You better know what you're doing. If you're a husband. 
lose $10,000 and we still in the hotel, still don't have no house. My children and my wife are going to look at me like I'm crazy. That was risky. But in 28 days, with no money down, we closed on that dream house. We living in it right now because we was willing to take the risk. Some of y'all been saying you in faith. You ain't in no faith. You're not in no faith. What risk have you taken? You're not in no faith. You might be believing. <coughs> You're not in faith. Till you step out. You know, it's a lot of homosexuals that got delivered for homosexuality. And you know one of the ways that they stay delivered, Pat, they tell it. They get on YouTube. They get on some platform. Y'all, that's risky. To tell your business like that. Are you willing to take a risk? Are you willing to step out on faith? Every head bowed, every eye closed.